stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm joined by Zach's intern, Afri Mian, and Zach's product manager, Harry Kugius. He's looking at me because I'm, I'm trying to pronounce his name. Our resident Greek expert here at Zach's because, well, he's Greek. Yes, it's the return of the episode on Greece. It, has it finally recovered? What are the economic challenges it faces? And how can you invest in the Greek turnaround? We covered all of this several times here on the Market Edge podcast, and Harry was with us on the very first Market Edge podcast years and years ago when it didn't look all that um, promising for Greece at the time, but things have definitely improved. So it is interesting, Harry, to do this episode every year because things have changed since we first started discussing oh, it. Absolutely. I mean, it's a uh, market change. Uh, although the the people don't really see a, a big effect, but the economy is doing better. Okay. Now, I, I want to let people know who are listening in that it's not just because you're Greek that you're on the podcast, although that definitely helps. But you spend every summer in Greece for the last several years, and whenever you come back is when I have you on the podcast because you're on the mainland. Is right. that is that's that correct. what they call it there? Yes. Okay, so that's where most of the uh, global economic you know activity is taking place. So I feel like you know if anyone knows kind of what's going on over there, you do because you just spent several months hanging out. Sure, and we go around different towns, so you kind of see the. The, the change from year to year, and, and it is better. Yeah. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, unfortunately, the, the taxes are still high. Okay, we've and, talked about that in the past. And, the, and they're still talking about cutting the pensions. Okay. And the, the uh, monthly income is, hasn't gone up very much. Now, what about, in prior podcasts, we've talked a lot about the avoidance of the taxes and what they were doing, especially like at, at the stores and all of that, there were ways to avoid having to pay the taxes, but they were cracking down on that in our prior podcast. Uh, is that successful at all? Or are people adjusting like, hey, I am gonna have to pay the tax on this? Yeah, it, it's, um, it, it was really prevalent, you know, years past, but I think people are starting to realize that, you know, you can't do that because the people that are following the law are at a disadvantage. Yeah. And actually, that comes out in a lot of conversations. Uh, okay. People say, I'm trying to do the right thing in my, with my business, you know, small businesses, and I have to pay taxes. And taxes are quite high for a business. It, uh, you know, in the recent years, has gone from 40% to like 65, 70%. So it's significant. Yeah. So they feel the competition. Now there's some pushback from the population saying, hey, wait a minute, I pay my taxes, you should also. Yeah. So I think that's a change that I've noticed last year, but this year it's uh, I've seen it a little bit more, becoming more sort of mainstream. Okay. What is happening with the unemployment situation? We've talked about this numerous times too. So I looked around at some of the numbers and in 2013, the worst time period, it was 27.5%. So that's like yeah. the highest in the European Union at the time. And now it looked like in 2017, it's gotten down to about 20.8%. That's not as bad. 
and it seems like it's still on its way down and it, I saw some numbers that said in the summer of 2018 it was around 20.2 and the IMF expects it by 2020 to be at about 18 or so. Now it was only 7.3% in May 2008 though. Yeah. Um, so it still sounds like it's still somewhat of a crisis. It, it's, it's still a big problem uh, and you, you have to remember that you know, there's a brain drain going on, right? So all the young people are leaving. So now, where are they counted. going? Germany. Um, actually, we met uh, my wife's high school f friend. Uh, their son and daughter, uh, one is a doctor, the other one is a lawyer. And he's going to Ecuador, of all wow. places. Yeah, because he can't find a job in Greece. My daughter's friend just graduated from med school. And she's looking in Europe actually she may even come over here and see what the prospects are here they okay. just cannot find jobs so yes for the sort of the stores and maybe certainly the cafes and the tourist industry there there are jobs but they're very low-paying jobs and they're seasonal right so I feel like what most people don't realize about Greece especially Americans in particular is because we don't travel over there as often as um, you know other Europeans travel around in Greece, but that it's not a year-round destination, really. Like you're not hanging out on the beach in January. Well, they're trying. Yeah, certainly not. Yeah. Uh, but they are trying to change that. Actually, okay. the, the, I heard that uh, we know some of this was in the um, broadcasting, and what they're saying is that in the tourist. Uh, um, in the tourist areas that are not along the coast, they're trying to develop those, like for for skiing, even. Oh. Believe it or not, okay. there's a lot of mountains, so it oh. gets pretty cold. They're skiing and also for just uh, mountain resorts. So they're trying to make it, you know, more of a year-round destination. Now, how successful that will be, it's still questionable. Yeah. But they are trying to look for alternatives. Okay, so I asked Afri to be on this podcast because he just got back from Greece as well, but as a tourist, he just went over there. Now, Afri, this was your first visit to Greece, right? Yeah, first visit. Okay, and where did you visit? I spent a few days in Athens on the mainland, and then from there I went to the island of Mykonos and then to another island called Naxos. Okay, so you were there in the summer, which is when it's norm normally crowded. Right. Uh, Mykonos is one of the more popular islands. Did you feel like it was like overwhelmed with tourists, or how was the scene? I wouldn't say overwhelmed, but I was. I, I, so I went uh, around the end of August, so this is nearing the end of peak season, and I was. I, I, I didn't know that because I still saw a lot of people walking around everywhere I went. There was plenty of people out and about basically the entire day and night. Uh, it was only after talking, speaking to some of the locals, they said that actually this is one of the quieter periods. Uh, some, many were saying you actually chose a good time to come and coming now because as you come during peak season, there would be so many people that if you went to the town, it would be tough to walk around. Um, so I definitely still seem very active. Did you see any celebrities when you were there? Um, if I mean, I, I saw people who I'm sure may have been celebrities that I may not have recognized. I mean, Plenty. you were at one of the hottest islands. Yeah, a lot of very, uh, you know, very well-dressed people. Uh, and uh, so maybe, but uh, what did you think of the tourist infrastructure and the restaurant scene and all of that? Because they have been spending a lot more money on that because tourism is at record highs now. You may not realize, but even just like five years ago, they had about 15 million tourists going a year, and this year they're expecting 32 million. Oh wow! 
So it's basically doubled in only like five years. And there is a lot of concern about whether or not the infrastructure can handle it. The ferries, the airports on some of these islands, hotels, are there enough? Even just in terms of the cruise liners coming in there, but you weren't on islands where any the cruise ships docked, were you? Um, well, well, maybe Mykonos, yeah. Maybe, yeah. I, I didn't really uh, pay much attention to it, but in terms of like hotels, even though I was booking in late August, it was still tough to find one. Um, a lot of it wasn't that bad, but a lot of like the kind of prime locations had already been booked. Um, and then, in terms of ferries, while I was there. Um, they actually went on strike for two days. Uh-oh. So okay. uh, they, they closed, <laughs> closed everything down. It happens. I, I, I was trapped for an extra day in Naxos, which was oh, fine. Yeah, but, uh, So that, that was uh, a little inconvenient. But, I mean, in terms of, like, overall, generally speaking, I thought it was, everything was really smooth. I mean, every island, there's every, every, every single hotel will offer pickup service from the port, drop you off. Um, there's plenty of restaurants nearby everywhere. Um, I, I never, nothing was inconvenient. Everything was very easily accessible and I thought it was quite smooth. What about paying in cash versus credit and things like that? Because Harry and I have talked on prior episodes about how a lot of it was cash based. Some of that's moving over to the credit card thing or like even PayPal or what, what do you use now over there? Um, I mostly use cash. There are a couple times where I used a, a card but I'd say like 90% of my transactions were in cash. Okay. But I noticed while I was in the uh, airport actually that Alipay is now being offered in Greece, which oh. was very, I saw like an Alipay advertisement, which was very uh, surprising. So I think, I, I think speaking to some of my friends there that I made there, there, there is more kind of online payment going on, but I mostly for the sake of simplicity just kept used euros. Do you see that too, Harry, that that's moving towards like digital payments and things? Yeah, and there's a reason for that. The government has made an effort to uh, basically make sure that people pay and, and the stores also have some kind of record, right? So right. For, for the people that are paying, they have a convenient way at the end of the month or at the end of the year, they have a record of it instead of keeping receipts, right? That's okay. one advantage. And the government is imposing even for services that they have to have a credit card machine. Okay. So uh, they're really trying to to basically limit the number of uh, you know people that go to the black market for it. But it still goes on. I mean, let's let's face it. It goes <laughs> on here too. It's not just in Greece. Right. Right. So. right. Okay. Um, what is happening with the tourism overall? Because I know on the last podcast we talked about how people were opening up even on the mainland like their own like boutique hotels and that was becoming a bigger business. Is, is. that is that still where the vast majority of the money is going into or is there anything else developing? It, it's, it's local tourism. Uh, you see a lot more you know restaurants and, and cafes and and kind of upscale restaurants are, are starting to come back, um, but primarily it's for you know, foreign tourists. And we took a boat from Italy to Greece, and it was you know German, Swiss, okay. and French, and you know, and that, and a lot of them actually have. Uh, we met a lot more this time than the previous years, where they actually bought property in Greece. Well, that was my next and, question yeah. because we. Um, I was just did a quick Google search before we did this podcast, and I was like, how to invest in Greece, just to see what I would get. I didn't know if I would get stocks or what it was, and the first article was why I should buy a house in Athens. 
so it was about real estate and so that makes some sense oh, that yeah. is that what you're seeing yeah there there are a lot um, actually I was relating a story we uh, we went out on the boat and we you know locally and and there's this big maybe I don't know five acres land in a huge house you know a Russian came in and and bought it okay and put like 20-foot walls concrete walls up it's wow. a huge facility so a lot of a lot of wealthy um, not only Russians but also from the Middle East from Syria uh, a lot of people are buying from Turkey a lot of people are buying um, so it's it's very inexpensive you know? Okay, that was my next question. Is it yeah. cheaper than other areas? Oh, it sounds like it is. Yeah. Okay. It is tremendously cheap. Um, where really the, the local population is starting to become a little resentful that yeah. people are coming in and buying all the properties and so forth. So Now, with the recent less difficult couple of years with the budget and all of that at the federal level, the, the government level, What's happening with um, protection of the monuments and things like that? I, I'm only asking because in Italy, with their budget issues, they've seen um, a lot of decay in a lot of their historic buildings, and that's become an issue there now. Is it true in Greece too? Is there, or is there still money being spent? You know, there is there is money being spent because I think the government realizes, and I think you know the the. Uh, the population realizes that you know tourism is a big industry and leaves a lot of money for the country so they're really making a huge effort to to make the roads more accessible to make the hotels you know more of, of a European type of uh, uh, facility okay. uh, with a lot more services uh, internet is ubiquitous I mean it's everywhere even even a small cafe in the middle of nowhere will have internet. Okay. So they're really trying to uh, make it very convenient. And, and the other thing is that, you know, with the tourism coming in, uh, I, I think the, the 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 attitude of the people has changed a lot. So it's not just before where you go to a cafe and you have to wait five minutes to be served. You get served <laughs> right away. Okay. So it, it's uh, no yeah, such Afri, you were talking about that on Mykonos and some of the islands you were on about how good the service was. Oh yeah, everywhere, even on the mainland too. Like everything was really quick. Food was really quick. Everything was really nice all around. And another interesting thing I noticed on the on the topic of uh, buy, uh, foreign property buyers, I noticed that uh, in the airport there were some advertisements actually in Mandarin. Uh, oh. In which they were they were saying the they were advertising something along the lines of a policy where if you spend I think 250,000 euros on either business or real estate, or if you put that money into the Greek economy, they'll grant you a permanent residence permit. Okay. Uh, so that, that was also pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They, they loosened uh, up the law a little bit. It, it used to be higher, and then the local government would have a say in it. Now I think they're trying to make it more consistent across the, uh, uh, the country. Um, yeah, I mean it is changing, and okay. and a lot more um, tourists from the east are coming, okay. uh, which is good. And they're buying not only homes; they're buying a lot of businesses. Okay. Particularly China. So. Okay. So that's be something we're going to have to watch on future episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So what would you say? Do you, Do you feel like the turnaround is here for to stay? 
Well, it's a twofold aspect, right? One is the government is doing much better because it's raised taxes and cut, cut, cut uh, you know, let people go and so forth. Uh, and industry and stores may be doing a little bit better because they cut wages. But for the normal person, the wages have been cut, but the taxes haven't to yeah. to uh, to basically. Uh, balance out the loss of wages. So people are really feeling the pinch. Okay. Um, I believe now they have accepted it, so they cut back on a lot of uh, amenities. They they don't go on holiday, even though it's Greece. Uh, <laughs> right. right. They don't go to Mykonos, so they don't go to Santorini. Yeah. They go to local areas. And, and, you know, just try to use the beach a lot more than we had in the past where they don't eat, uh, you know, full meals at the beach restaurants, but they do go there to have, you know, coffee and maybe a meal once in a while. So over the summer, the New York Times had a whole article. It was in their travel section, I believe, called Athens Rising about the return of Athens itself to um, attracting like bohemian artists and businesses yeah. and in some of the neighborhoods where you would not have gone. And I'm wondering if that is also a reflection of what's been going on there economically. Oh, oh absolutely. I mean, the downtown area for a number of years was, you just didn't want to be there after sunset. It was just terrible. Yeah. But what's happening there is renewal and, um, uh, the, the places that open up, you know, attract not just foreign tourists, but also local tourists. So they're trying to transform the inner, particularly the, the Ammonia Square, which is kind of the center of, of Athens. They're really trying to transform it. So it, it, there's a lot of effort going on, but again, it's money is tight. Right. Um, and and the the ability to earn a fair wage, I think, is a long ways off. Uh, some estimates are that Greece will not be at the level it was back in 2007 until in the mid-30s, 2030s. Wow. So, which is another, you know, yeah. decade and a half. Yeah, right? that's a whole so, other generation. Yeah. After you went to Athens, what did you think? Because, as um, Harry said, a lot of people have tried to avoid Athens. And I know a lot of tourists who go in there try to avoid even just having like a layover there because other than if there are the historic sites, of course, but you didn't really want to spend the vast majority of your time there, but you just went. So what did you think? Yeah, I think um, uh, being as objective as I can, I think the historical areas like around the Acropolis, kind of the city center are very nice, very well designed. Um, a lot of people there, a lot of nice shops. I also, at the same time, I'd kind of just wander around different parts of, of, of the city. Um, I spent a lot of time in Piraeus, the port, um, and I, it definitely stuck out to me that there was a lot of um, sort of uh, space that wasn't being filled, so shops that were empty, like basically property that wasn't being used. Um, uh, but overall, I mean, I, I enjoyed my stay there. I thought it was really nice and kind of got a different perspective. Um, I didn't. I knew very little about Greece coming into it. I kind of just decided to go, and I, and yeah. I was very. And I thought it was a very uh, pleasant and enjoyable stay. Um, Would you go back? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. I think. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's anybody who's ever said no. I never want to go to Greece again. But I just thought I'd ask. It's a wonderful place and very rich culture and history and. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. Now, Harry, what about Brexit? Is is there going to be any impact from that? Because haven't have Greeks gone and moved there? Will they oh, need to move back? Maybe this would be helpful if some of the brain drain went opposite, or will they just like hightail it to Germany instead? Yeah. Or will they come back? There are the the expats, you know, particularly yeah. the young ones that have left, really don't have any intent to come back soon. Okay. Because what are they going to do? Right. You know, when you, right. if you're an engineer, if you're a, a doctor, if you are, uh, you know, in finance, where are you going to go? It, yeah. They're just very limited jobs, uh, and yeah. and they cannot come back and have the same uh, ability to earn a wage, right, that they can in Germany or in or in Brit Britain. But there are some people that you know long to come back because of the family. I mean, the, the, yeah. the Greek family is very cohesive still, right? So. Uh, there's a lot of that, and uh, you know our friends, both of their kids are, you know, the the girl who's the lawyer wants to go to Spain, okay, because she feels she can. Lawyering in Greece is is not going to make her, yeah. you know, a living wage. So she wants to go over there and, and study okay. uh, uh, Spanish history and so forth. Okay. Well, these are things we're going to keep track of as um, we go on, because I'm sure we'll be doing this podcast again next year. Hopefully, I will have visited. I say this every year after the podcast. No, I'm really going, but I did just buy some guidebooks recently. Yes, I know. I still buy the books. You do learn a lot from the books, actually. Um, but that usually means I am, I am going to go, and I have been looking at flights. Speaking of which, ways to invest in Greece. Once again, there's not a lot of good ways. Every time we do this podcast, there's not, I always like struggle, like I have to find some other companies, but it's mainly is the tourism and travel area. So on the flights, I know something about this because I've been looking at them. Um, there are several ways you can invest in, obviously the airlines that go in there. One of the big ones is International Consolidated, actually. Its ticker is I-C-A-G-Y and that, they operate British Airways, which I've been looking. They're big flyer into a lot of the islands. Um, Iberia and Aer Lingus are all under them. Ryanair, probably also it's got to go there. Um, that ticker is R-Y-A-A-Y. If you want an American airline that's going there, I'm happy to announce that from Chicago now, we're going to have the nonstop service into Athens for the first time oh, wow. on American Airlines. So that ticker is A-A-L. And American, interestingly, also from Chicago, flies Chicago Barcelona direct, and they have said that that is their most profitable route mm. because Barcelona is so popular. People want to go directly there, and they're willing to pay. So I have a feeling, if any of us take this nonstop into Athens, we're going to pay for it. But you can get there starting um, next summer nonstop. I think it'll be seasonal too as well. So that's some of the airlines, but I also looked at some of the cruise ships. You can obviously go on great cruises there. Royal Caribbean has Greek cruises. The tickers RCL and Norwegian Cruise NCL. I do like the cruise lines right now because consumer is feeling good pretty much globally and they definitely are traveling. So cruises have been hot. I looked into some of the hotel chains. I thought maybe Belmond might be there. They're an upscale chain. Um, kind of unique. They have. They also have some cruises in Asia and rail uh, trips.
but Belmont did not have a Greek hotel, and mm -hmm. so I'm not sure what's going on with that, ticker B-E-L. They do have one in Majorca, though, if you want to go check that one out. Um, but Belmont, B-E-L, but they are looking for a buyer, so I'm not sure about buying that stock right here because they are trying to be bought out, apparently. Um, another way you can buy the Greek ETF. We talk about this always. And last year when we did this podcast, the Greek ETF was surging. That ticker is G-R-E-K. So easy to remember, but not so good this year. The emerging market crisis, stock market crisis, has hit the Greek um, stocks. So year-to-date, this ETF is down about 21% year-to-date. I looked at the two-year return. It's up 14, so that's not too bad, but that's because 2017 was real good. Five-year return, though, down 58%. So it's still kind of reflecting some of the issues that are going on over there, the debt and issues like we've talked about today. But you're getting a 2.5% yield with this ETF, and that's because there's a lot of banks and telecom are the big companies in there. Um, expense, expense ratio, 0.61, so not too awful. But you know, if you liked it last year and you were kind of kicking yourself because you didn't buy in when it sold off, maybe now it's time to take a look at it again if you're thinking of putting a little money in investing in in Greece and its turnaround here. So that's the Global X Greek ETF. The ticker is G-R-E-K. So there's some investment ideas out there. It's not all it's all not all nothing, but mostly it is on the travel and leisure side of things. And Harry, you're nodding because that is where um, it, it, it big is. jobs are right now. Big jobs and also a lot of young entrepreneurs that are really feeding into that industry with, uh, you see Greece develop its own, you know, line of, of uh, beverages, which, yeah. okay. which really before you just didn't see uh, because of the big names are, are, have pulled out, you know, back when the crisis was uh, in full swing. So, and beers, they're trying to uh, brew more local beers and, and the liqueurs and some of the uh, more hard alcohol that uh, people, okay. particularly foreigners <laughs> like. So, What about Greek wines? Yeah, Those have been around for forever. Yeah, they have, and Nemea, which is right by Corinth, has been always known for their uh, quality of wine. I'm not a drinker, so I'm not okay. an expert at it, but th there are, they're trying to do a lot more exports, uh, and that's where they see the value of developing uh, a small company in Greece is for the experts because, um, you know, also for the local tourist industry, obviously, but they're yeah. reaching out to... <coughs> other areas and they're doing it themselves because they feel that for Greece to survive they have to have that and just a last note and companies are also trying to keep the the professionals in Greece obviously they don't make a lot of money I mean 800 to 900 euros a month is not a lot of money by our standards right. but over there it's 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 a little bit better so they are trying to and there have been raises in the past year believe it or not wow. in some of these okay so I, I think they they're really an effort to finally realize hey if we don't do it ourselves nobody's gonna do it for us so I, that that's the optimistic uh, aspect of it that I found this year where yeah you sound much more optimistic yeah. than even last year right. where you yeah. were still pretty gloomy yeah yeah okay it, I it, like it this is, it's, it's better all right yeah. okay this is good good developments okay let's recap those stocks again in case you're interested in getting in 
after some of these sell-offs that have happened. So we have the Greek ETF again, that's G-R-E-K. Royal Caribbean is R-C-L. Norwegian is N-C-L. Belmond, which is trying to sell itself apparently, is B-E-L. Ryanair is R-Y-A-A-Y. You had the British Airways and other um, international consolidated, they're called I-C-A-G-Y. And American Airlines is A-A-L. So I'll be back again next week with some more stock ideas. You don't want to miss a single episode here at the Zach's Market Edge podcast because you should have been listening in to our first Greek podcast and our subsequent ones. So you would have gotten in early on some of these Greek plays, but you can subscribe, of course, on Apple Podcasts, and you can also find us on SoundCloud, all under the Zach's Market Edge. So I'll see you again next week with some more stocks and investing ideas.